welcome to another episode of the Well College Podcast, where we provide tools to help our college students grow in Christ's likeness. Tune in as we dive into today's episode, where we will discuss how to follow Jesus in all of life. What's up, y'all? Um, it's Andrew here. I'm a, the college intern here at the Well. Um, we're really excited to get to today's episode of the podcast. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while since students have been in town, and so we're really, really excited to just dive in today about just talking more and more about Jesus, you know? Um, so I'm really excited. Today we have Santi with us. Yep. How you doing, Santi? Doing great. Thanks. Any any updates regarding over the break or finishing out the semester strong? Dude, I'm just really excited about, well, obviously there's a lot of up, updates, but um, I'm really excited about the weather. It's been incredible. Um, I mean, I'm kind of bummed about the snow, but at the same time, I feel like if it's going to be cold, might might as well snow but no we had a we had a really good weather uh, yesterday it was like in the 70s yeah, yeah so it's really, like, a, like a scary summer yeah, right now. yeah it's, it's like a scary weird. summer and then i've just uh, enjoyed uh what, what was it october 12th we had uh we had lucy so i'm a father of two officially so lucy has been doing great annie has been doing great nat has been doing great and we're just eating lots of ice cream and watching murder shows which i don't know <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, that's a good combo guys and I, i'll tell you this lucy is so cute just keep throwing blessings out to y'all's family um two baby girls it's got to be so much fun but um yeah just brushing up on this semester um it's been it's been one heck of a ride i think just introducing new things like college nights college gatherings i think they were such a success we always dealt with issues of course with covid and and numbers and masks and stuff and we really didn't know if this was going to happen in the beginning of the semester so the first do you remember the first night yeah i thought that was so awkward i am so sorry for anybody who is or might be listening to this and was at my table that first time with the mask you can't tell what people are saying yep we got about 100 people in one room and it's like what did you just say did she just say she's done like struggling praying and stuff like i can't hear and it's like, <laughs> yeah. like this is this is weird honestly but no i think those really ended up to just be such a success, um, especially our leaders, just taking control of those conversations and being so helpful, so willing to serve and so willing to love on so many new faces coming into the to the Well College Ministry. And so it was such a cool thing. Um, one other thing is freshman, freshman GCs. I think me personally, I loved these. Um, I got to lead one. Such a blessing. Um, all those students, if y'all are listening, y'all are the best. Miss y'all tons. Um, I can't imagine being a freshman right now and having one really really fast cool um, first semester of college and you don't even know what other colleges looks like like before COVID and just having that semester end like this um, it's it's a shame but it was such a blessing. No we, we still got to see them here and the majority of the people who are coming to the college tonight are freshmen anyway yeah. so props to the freshmen man They're, y'all are amazing. Yeah, definitely with that being said congrats to y'all finishing finals on this Friday technically semester is not over grades still to be graded but hopefully that stress and that burden is just lifted off of you um if you're a senior graduating in december man congrats reach out to us um, we want to pray for you we want to hear the blessings that you're going to continue to be going through because like we said like transitional periods um through college if you're graduating i think it's such a blessing to be a part of this ministry because we want to hear what's next in your life we want to see how you're going to be pursuing jesus um throughout like after college and well that's kind of like the big goal of the uh, this is just something that i want to say to the seniors too uh, um, 
If you're graduating college and you feel so unprepared to face life, uh, let me just tell you that that is absolutely normal, completely normal. Mm. If you're graduating uh, college and you're experiencing, you know, feelings of, you know, kind of nostalgia of, you know, your friends going in different cities, whatever, and wondering what's going to happen after with friendships and, and whatever else, it's completely normal. So uh, I know that it's easier to say it from this other side, but uh, just let me just encourage you. It's completely normal. And, and the first thing that you ought to do, uh, and this is just my own personal opinion, but, but also my heart for you, but my personal opinion, is the first thing that you ought to do is find, find a multi-generational uh, group to be a part of. So if, you, if you're moving to Nashville, find a solid church that it's preaching God's word, that, you know, with people that are taking the faith not only as an intellectual thing, but also, you know, just living it out in practice. And, and then find a group of people that you can give yourself to. And if they're older, you know, ask if you can come over and, you know, babysit or whatever else. It's just the end goal of it is for you to get immersed into the life of of older people that are ahead of you in the stage of life, uh, you know, of working and all this stuff that they can, you know, speak into those areas of, of your life. So if you're feeling completely overwhelmed, do not feel afraid or scared or ashamed of asking for advice and asking for wisdom. Even if you don't have anybody and you feel kind of weird and you just kind of want to reach out to us, not that we have answers, but we can always, you know, at least uh, live it there with you. So, uh, all that to say, that's the end of my spiel. Yeah, definitely. And you're, you're preaching to the choir over here. I mean, I'm next. I got next semester and all of a sudden graduating and it's like, what's next? What do I do here? The well is so good. Like, I don't want to leave this place. Like, what, is there any other like community vibe like like the well? And it's like, oh, whether it is or not, you know, you just got to keep going with it. So definitely take that in consideration. But um, like we said, with if you're not graduating and you're sticking around with us, um, that's great. We would love to just continue to grow with y'all and um, continue to learn more about y'all. And so today, we're going to kind of be discussing a new transition period that everyone's going through right now. Um, whether you're graduating first semester, second semester, of college is done, if you're a freshman, sophomore, whatever it is, um, the transition of a, of a break. And this break was is long. I mean, we started before Thanksgiving and now we're going... Um, yeah, we're going to online classes right now, but now it's it's all the way through January. And so um, especially those underclassmen that are going to be staying at home that don't have a, a home here in Abilene to come back to. Um, I couldn't imagine. So, um, man, they're, they're going to be they're going to be looking for some strength, looking for some some advice and some uh, some real transitioning period from the Lord. So um, today we're going to be discussing what does it look like to follow Jesus while you're alone on break, whatever it is like at home. Maybe you do have a good foundation at home with family that is just willing to walk with you and hear about your semester and like, how does God moving in your life? Or maybe you're part of the other stage. Um, I, I've definitely felt this. So you're going home. You don't really have that, that big old foundation asking you like, Hey, how is your semester? Like yeah. not how was school, but like, how is, how are you following Jesus right now? What's different? Exactly. Um, so yeah, that, that, those are some cool things we're going to be really diving into. So um, just to start us off, general question is just, how are you pursuing the Lord currently right now? Yeah, this has been kind of interesting for me. Uh, I've gone, you know, through, I feel like COVID was pretty disorienting for me and, and you know, my stage of life as a disciple of Jesus. I feel like, and I let the, I read this book called The Critical Journey. Uh, I don't know if, if you've interacted with it or ever heard of it, but 
they have this concept called um, the wall. And the wall is just that stage of, you know, a period of, or the stage of life that you are in as a disciple of Jesus when you just feel like nothing works. You know, you feel like uh, whatever. And, and some of you might might just start following Jesus and this might be completely unrelatable, but I just want to tell you where I've been, which is um, looking back, uh, all the tools that I've been, I was given in, in college and all the tools that I was given in high school and, you know, kind of like asking around, you know, kind of what we talked about, you know, seeking wisdom and, and advice from other people. Nothing that really people are saying works or has worked. Um, I feel like uh, scripture has been a little bit of, of a dry journey. So in, in that sense, you know, I've been trying to figure out new ways in which to follow Jesus. And they've leaned heavily on prayer. And um, I, I go on walks. That's really what it has come down to. Uh, you know, go go walk and uh, walk around the neighborhood, and you listen to music. Whether that is, you know, uh, I think his name is John John Guerra or Joe Guerra, whatever his name is, but he just has amazing, you know, music, and I try to listen to it. And I've been trying to also read books that lean more towards the practical side of the faith, uh, instead of reading, you know, just things that are conceptual, right? So a book about you know, uh, I don't even know the the theology of prayer. That's that's very different than learning how to pray. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to I need to learn how to pray, and I want to lean into that practical side of of the faith instead of just diving into the let's talk about the ideas, right? Um, I don't know. So has how has it been for you? Yeah. No. And I I totally feel that in so many stages. I'm. Books wise, I think, um, especially being a college student, um, I know we don't, we, we really have different, maybe we have different answers, but they have the same roots as struggling in scripture, um, really taking the time now to put it in my schedule rather than, because I don't really have a schedule. I mean, yeah. school's over with, even if I'm at home or I'm in Abilene, I'm like, I don't really have much to do today. And it's like, why do I see it like that? Like, I don't have much to do today. Maybe I'll just like, lay around because I don't have to go to class. I don't have homework to worry about later. I don't have to like have an assignment due. So it's like, I can just lay around all day, maybe see a friend or two, just chill out on my phone, watch a few movies. And it's like, well, it's already six o'clock and now it's dinner time, now family time. And I'm like, I didn't spend time with the Lord at all. And so it's a lot easier when I have like an 8am and after my 8am, I have like a two hour break. It's like, well, what if I just, you know, cruise down to front porch or like even my room and just like sit with Jesus for like an hour or two. Yeah. Whatever it is, I mean, even 20 minutes, um, I feel like I'm not getting those breaks because I'm not driven to do anything. So I think that's ultimately where it starts for me. And I totally feel that. Um, I'm like the opposite with books, though. I, I've been reading like practical stuff um, for the mo- for more of the summer and not really like too much on knowledge. So when I go to the practical stuff, I'm like, what's the basis of that? It's like, well, maybe I should go and try a different book instead of all these practical ones that kind of just feel like they're repeating to me so yeah yeah and i love that you're saying that too because i feel like walking with jesus and following jesus has to do a lot with um embracing you know the season that he has you in and i mean you're what 20, 22 22 I'm, I'm 28 so i'm getting closer to my third decade of life dear god <laughs> but um you know we're in different different stages you know i have two kids you don't have any Hopefully. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. No, but does that make sense? Like, you don't have any. I have two kids. I have a wife. You don't. So there's there are different things that are surra- circumstances that are surrounding us. 
in the same way, whoever's listening at home right now, you're home. It feels like being back in high school. Perhaps you're going back to the same old town that you had, you know, that girl or that boy that you really liked, but then you had to break up and now you see him or her in the grocery. So now you're all sad. And those are things that I cannot relate to anymore. You know, uh, at a point in life, I could, but not anymore. So I really love that you're highlighting that. The fact that uh, walking with Jesus, and I don't want to say it's an individualist kind of like thing where yeah. it's about you figuring out how to do it on your own. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, although there's a place for that. What I'm saying, though, is that our walk with Jesus, our relationship with Jesus is very unique. Uh, it's the same way that you would relate to, you know, your roommates. You have a roommate that you relate in this way. You have a roommate that you relate in another. Well, we, we all relate in our in our own way towards Jesus. And for me, it happens to be that I need to lean towards the practical. For you, you need to uh, lean more towards the theoretical. That's totally fine. There's other people that perhaps don't even need to be reading books. That's good. That's good that our lives look different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, and I think even though they're different, um, whether it's your story or someone else's story that you have been close with this semester, I think it's really cool. Uh, the break is a really cool time where you get to not like glorify yourself and show like how good of a friend I am. Like, oh, I'm texting my friend just to check up on him. Like, I know his life at home is not like as good as mine or like maybe this. And I just want to hear from him. Like not to glorify yourself, but really check on those that you love and hear hear about them. Like, dude, it's been like two weeks at home. How's it been? And they, get, they can just pour it out on you. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, oh, it's so stressful. I don't have this. We don't have this. I, I'm just struggling with my parents or whatever it is. Like I, be, I feel like I'm, I'm trapped um, like for me, like I am comfortable the way I live. I like the way I live. I found my my rhythm of how I live. And so going back home, it's like my parents are like, where are you going? And it's like, why are you asking me? Like I, I'm, I'm a grown up. I'm 21, 22 years old, whatever it is. But that is the way of like the transition. Um, and following Jesus during the break for me looks different than it following during, exactly. during the semester. Well, and that's all the, all the more also kind of, I don't know if encouraging. It's, it's good mm-hmm. because when that means is that you know, life is not, you know, life is not like a single shot that always looks the same that you can prepare for, right? Yeah. Life is constantly changing. So even in these times of transitions where you feel like, oh my gosh, this looks very different. It feels really different. I feel like I finally settle into a rhythm, whatever. And now by just the nature of growing, that looks different. As disciples of Jesus, we ought to learn how to adapt to those circumstances so that we can figure out how to chase after Jesus, you know, in the season of life that we're in, what you're highlighting is actually really positive, that you feel like you've lost all your rhythm. Well, yeah, you're, you're being trained as to how to, you know, chase after Jesus in, in adaptability, right? I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something application wise is being a disciple. And so whether you, like we said, like whether you're a freshman, sophomore, here at ACU, um, maybe it's your first semester of college and you've grown in this span of four months, whatever we were for school. Um, and you see, maybe you don't see a difference, but maybe like your family or your friends back at home see something. It's like, that's because Jesus changed my life. This is, this is how I pursue Jesus in college at school. Maybe you have a great community around. Maybe it's just because you're disciplined, like whatever it is, but maybe take that and use that as a tool to go and teach someone. Whether that's going with your family and telling your family like, oh, so this, this, I did this thing this semester. Um, we should try this. Maybe we could just read something like this or like talk 
maybe you've never had those talks with your like your parents maybe because um like especially going to college like it's your own now it's your own faith you're not being dragged like you were in high school to a church maybe by your family but like you chose to come to the well you chose to go to another church whatever it is but you're choosing now your own faith um to really pursue that on top of school on top of studying and on top of making friends and finding an identity here in college but maybe even like friends back at home that's a cool way guys i've learned something being a disciple i want to share that with y'all um and and that's that's like a leadership role some people aren't maybe ready for but i think that's a really cool way to see and evaluate and that's really what i like to do at the end of semesters is evaluate like how am i evaluating my faith right now how has jesus changed my life not how have i changed um what are some new things god has shown me in his character um his characteristics his love for me, his grace, how is that even different than last semester's grace? And it's like, oh, I'm thinking of these situations. And that's where I get to like journal down all these things. And I, I can go back and read last semester's and I'm like, whoa, God, you just keep like surprising me, even though I didn't know it. And so mm-hmm. I think really this this is a cool time. Um, and we can get into our second question just about advice. Um, and for, for me, I think a cool advice thing um, when you feel when you don't feel like pursuing the Lord, especially right now, I think that's our that's our next question. And so, um, it's just a really cool thing to journal down what you what you got to learn this semester. Maybe you're going home right now and you're just like, I don't want to do anything. Like I'm I'm so tired. This semester has socially drained me from meeting new people and talking all the time, and getting coffee with people. It's like, what, when's the break? Now's the break, but it's not a break from our own faith. It's not a break to love Jesus because Jesus doesn't. Jesus is always going to be faithful to us. So like. Yeah. How do we show our faithfulness even more that now we have more time? Are we going to go to our flesh and be like, I'm going to take a nap or like go to the spirit and just be like, I'm going to seek you first, God. So um, we'll, we'll dive more into that. But just question for you is like, do you have any advice when you don't feel like pursuing the Lord? Maybe it's right now. Maybe it's during the semester. Maybe it's during the break or when students are here or not. Yeah, I think the the way that I would, the way that I would answer this question just you know, that pertains to my own life, but also trying to think of the lives of our students is that, you know, feelings are not, we tend to put this emphasis on feelings as like the ultimate source of like testing whether something is legit or non-legit. Well, again, just accoplating to the way that life feels now, right? Where uh, let's say even if we are, if we have to make like some sort of like image of my relationship, my marriage relationship with Nat, as it is my uh, relationship with Jesus. You know, there's sometimes that I feel like I wake up and I don't want to pursue Nat. That is true. I don't feel like doing it. If anything, I can be kind of a jerk. Um, I don't feel like pursuing that. But yet, um, you have to shoot for something that it's larger than just what, what you're feeling. Otherwise, you'll never do anything. You know, and that's something that I've realized too in, in just my, my own life is that in, in college and after college, my life with Jesus looked uh, kind of like going from zeros to hundreds to back to zeros to hundreds to zeros. And I feel like there's something beautiful about living in the 50s. I really do. And living in the 50s looks a lot more, you know, um, it looks a lot more normal. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like I pass from holy crap, I have to go and talk with 300 people over in Walmart and pray with them and be all pumped because that's how I get hyped about the kingdom of God coming to earth, whatever, to, you know what, I'm just going to call my dad and I'm just going to talk with him and see what's up. 
And if something comes up, good. And if it something doesn't, then that's good too. That's kind of like living in the 50s, right? Where you're just like embracing your limits. So um, if if you feel like you are stuck, where you don't feel like pursuing the Lord, I, the first place that I would start is I would make that my prayer point. I would cut all the things that feel forced. That's not good. Sometimes things that are good feel very forced. But um, I would just start there. I would I would sit with the Lord and I would just say, Lord, would you make me want you? Make me. Would you make me desire you? Would you show me, you know, that you are alive and that you are moving and that you care and that you listen and that you talk? Does that make sense? Those yeah. those kinds of things. I, I feel like that's whenever, uh, for me at least, I found I found some life. But I, I say this with a lot of caution too, because this is currently a time that feels like that for me too. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, definitely. And I think it was it's a cool thing you bring up um, this sort of like emotions um, and what we're feeling. And so I think a lot of the times for me when it's it's not like when I'm not seeking to pursue the Lord, I'm just like, ah, I'm not really feeling it. I'm not really feeling him. I'm not really feeling like I'm on fire. It's all this feeling. And it's like, like you said, I think you said it perfectly. What is it? What does it mean to like, then go back to the roots to stage one? And it's like, pray. I think, I think prayer is a huge thing in that aspect that like, yeah, you can just be like, ah, I need, I need to, I need to get in the word. Next day it goes, ah, I think I need to get in the Word. Have a conversation with a friend. He goes, yeah, I've been really getting the Word. He goes, ah, I've been meaning to get in the Word. And it's like three days have gone by. You're not feeling like you're getting in the Word because you're not. You're not having this feeling, this eagerness to go into the Word. Um, I, and I think that ultimately starts with prayer, being like, that is that is your sole point. It was like, God, let me let me seek you first. And I think something cool um, I've been getting to read is in Jeremiah um, in Jeremiah 29, it says, you will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Um, Matthew 6, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. All these things that you be added to are the things of like, cool, now we can change it up. Like, let's, let's just sit in silence. Let's, let's meditate. Let's, let's sit in 20 minutes of straight prayer. And it's like, how do I, how do I do that? And so we're going to definitely touch up on that. But other things like, oh, I'm going to sit and worship and just, just listen to the Lord. Yes. Um, and so I, I think that's a, that's a huge thing, especially, um, but also I think some really cool advice is to have a form of accountability. Um, like we were talking about is just, just calling up a friend. Maybe, maybe it's someone you walked with this, this semester. Maybe it's someone you didn't, maybe it's someone from a while or a family and just be like, Hey, I'm really struggling. Like I don't have any yeah. eagerness to like dive into the word or even pursue the Lord. Just going, on Sundays with my family to church yeah. during this break, like I need help. And so that's something that you two can tackle together. Maybe you three, whoever it is. Um, yeah. I think that's a huge thing, but ultimately starting in prayer and asking the Lord, like help. Yeah, exactly. Surrender. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I feel like we put, that's my one issue with quiet time is that mm-hmm. the, the I, I, I've, I've learned this about my own, my own life. The reason why reading scripture at the moment of life that I'm in feels so dry, I feel like I'm never getting anything out of it, I feel like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's the reason, the reason why uh, that feels like that is because I, I come into scripture with all these expectations like, holy crap, I have to read like 13 chapters a day. Uh, or, oh my gosh, and then your mind starts running. Maybe I just need to read one paragraph, but also... 
I don't know the context. Well, I don't know this. I don't know that. Well, maybe I'm just going to switch over to the psalm. Actually, never mind. I'm just going to read to go to Proverbs, you know, because we bring so much expectation into the text. Like every time we read this, it has to come with like this sort of epiphany that it's like, holy crap, it's blowing my mind. And oh my gosh, I feel so moved. When in reality, it's like, I feel like it's just like working out, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You know, December 1st hits, you know, whatever day that is. But I've realized this uh, in my own personal life. Is that the first time that you get back to working out from a, a taking a long break, the first time sucks. The second time sucks. The third time sucks. And then everybody's telling you, no, no, don't worry about it. Just give it a week or two. And then you will start feeling it, right? Well, then a week goes by and then you're like, okay, at least I'm a little bit more excited about going. And suddenly, you know, boom, it takes off. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of how our walk, living a faithful walk looks like. You know, you're just consistent. You know, Monday you wake up and you might feel like going working out. The prior commitment is there uh, before their circumstance. So the prior commitment is there. Then the circumstance comes where Monday you're like, oh my gosh, I don't feel really that excited. Well, I'm going to go because it's good. It's worth pursuing. Tuesday comes and then you feel it. And then you're like, oh, all the more better. I'm just going to keep on pursuing it. Wednesday comes, you're like, I don't know. I don't really want to go. Well, just show up. Just continue to show up. And I feel like usually in in just my, my own experience of life is that the feelings and the excitement comes with the consistency. Yeah. Um, whether you're trapped in that consistency for two weeks, two months, three years, five years, that's a whole different ballgame for another conversation. But it always, I feel like it always comes. Yeah, yeah. And I like I like what you said, kind of like it has to do with us working out. That's exactly what I was thinking is for me, reading and not having that eagerness is because it just sounds exhausting. It's like, I want to know all of this. I want to know more about scripture and, and Jesus and all this stuff. But like, I think of my routine and sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to get rid of that routine then because my routine is like, all right, cool. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to read a chapter or two right now, reading Jeremiah, like chapter two of Jeremiah and journal over it. But also I need to have like a commentary out because I don't know this stuff like all that well. And it's like, okay, so now I got to read two chapters of Jeremiah, write a page in my journal, pray, ask God for guidance. Cause yeah. it's like, I don't know exactly what I'm reading. So then I look for the commentary and I'm like, that's five things already. I'm like, that just sounds exhausting. Well, no wonder why you feel like you need an hour or two hours to read scripture and pray yep. in order for it to be meaningful. Yep, exactly. And so like, it's like, it's like that form of that first week and it's like third day and you're sore and you're like, uh, it sounds exhausting to even like walk to the gym right now. Like I don't even want to go, but you get there and you're like, okay, we're here. We're good. And so like when you get there and you start reading, you're like, God is showing me so much right now. Like, you just keep, you just want to journal. You want to keep knowing more. And it's like, okay, okay, finally. Uh, tomorrow's just going to be like this. So, like, I don't know. I think I think that's good for, like, three or four days. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, I should just do tomorrow, you know? It's, it's about, I feel like it's really about embracing where you're at. Yes. Because, you know, some like, the first week you show up and let's say that you have a friend that you're working out with and he says, we're going to do 10 sets of, you know, 500 reps you're like you're crazy but who cares the point is if you only get through the first hundred and and you start blacking out it's okay to stop Mm -hmm. it's okay to stop yeah Yeah. it's okay to not meet the expectations that you put on there definitely who's setting those expectations anyway 
Exactly. Right? It's like, no, the whole point of you working out is that you're getting healthy. Well, the whole point of getting in scripture is that we're getting to know the heart of the Father. Yeah. That's it. Definitely. Uh we're we're getting to see how how the Father has designed the world. So even if you just read, you know, there are seasons where you read Psalms. There are seasons in which you just read like an epistle. There are seasons where you just read first and second Kings because it's like a narrative. There are seasons where, you know, and there are seasons where I would even dare to say, perhaps not even reading at all. Closing the scripture and just saying, you know, I'm going to spend time just sitting here in the presence of God and I'm going to start with one question. Lord, what are you doing? What are you calling me to do? Lord, would you show me your heart? That takes it can be five minutes, it can be 10 minutes, it can be an hour. You know, it's, there's no, we put so much expectation into it. I, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but but I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Learning to cut yourself some grace. Yes. You know, and accept it. Yeah, and so I think we can move on to just, just personal stuff. Like we've talked about um, what it looks like we're pursuing the Lord right now. Um, how the Lord's been pursuing us and just some advice to get out there and, and really just seek the Father first rather than anything. Um, and that and we said like that definitely goes into prayer, 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 prayer. Um, so the question we have is, um, what are some difficulties like concentrating during prayer or even um, concentrating during moments of just sitting still in silence and meditation, whatever that looks like? What are some difficulties you've been facing in both prayer and silence? I feel like it's huge for you to do it early in the day. I really do feel like that's huge. Because by the time that you're starting off your day, you haven't started anything, uh, if that makes sense. So you you wake up, you don't have your phone. I've realized this too. Like, um, If I have my phone right next to me as soon as I wake up and I start scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, then you just start... It's almost like a subconscious thing. You start picking up on how much there is to know, how much there is to to do, how many problems to solve that you're not going to be able to solve because you're 19 uh, and nobody, not even, you know, who cares? It's not an age thing, but, you know, it's not your call also to fix it. But, um, but you see what I mean? Like it, it starts getting too big and suddenly you sit down and now you're bringing all this baggage into your time with him. Yeah. I feel like something that is really good is for you to wake up early in the morning, set your phone aside, and the first thing to do, do something that you know you like. Uh, perhaps you can make a pot of coffee. Perhaps you like some orange juice or you like some eggs. And I start preparing my heart. It's almost, you know, I feel like the life of of, of prayer, and, and I say this very cautiously because I am not good at this. This is just what I put in practice and sometimes fails and sometimes it's good. But the life of faith faith looks less like a microwave and it looks more like a crock pot. Mm. You know, like sometimes you just want to jump into prayer and it's like, okay, Lord, I'm here. I got done with all my homework. I did this, 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 this. Suddenly it's like now you sit down and you try to be calm and it's like, uh, no, (laughs) it's been only 30 seconds, dude. Like you got to chill out. If it's more like a crop block. And what that means is like, okay, you wrap up your homework. Okay, now I can start the process of slowing down. Let's say that you're at 100. And now instead of going from 100 to a zero, you go 100, 99, 98, 97, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So perhaps that means 
I'm going to go for a walk. You start walking. You start noticing, man, look at the trees, how pretty. Look at those Christmas lights, how pretty. Uh, perhaps it's even, it turns into an uh, opportunity of prayer. Oh my gosh, the neighbor. Lord, would you bless them? Lord, would you give me opportunities to know them? Um, then you, you know, you finish your walk, perhaps, or you go to the bean, or you go downstairs, you prepare some dinner, whatever. Now your heart is really settled. When you come back in to your house, then you're able to go to your room, and then you open the scripture, or you sit down to pray. And you see what I mean, though? That has taken so much longer. Because it's it's about it's a it's a crockpot, right? You sit in there and, and you let it marinate instead of expecting it to go so fast. I think that's something that has been really helpful for me. Um, something too that I've um, just read from Pete from other people, and maybe this is useful, is uh, uh, they call it like centering prayer, and that is uh, let's say that you you sit down and then you you say I'm going to think about one. What's the for you just right now? What's the first word that comes to mind describing God's character? Um, really the first one that it's I really have been looking at him as like provider. Okay. I think that's been a really, really cool thing on my heart lately. Okay. So let's say that you pick up provider into the crockpot kind of like analogy, right? Which is so dumb and cheesy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, then you sit down and then you say, I'm gonna pick this word, Lord your provider. And you're going to start praying on that. You say, okay, Lord, what does it mean for you to be a provider? Lord, what sort of things have you provided for me in the past? Thank you for those. And suddenly you start, your mind starts wondering. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I wonder if I traded in Josh Allen in my fantasy league. So stupid. But let's just say that. Or, oh my gosh, I forgot that paper. Or uh, in three weeks. Or I forgot, you know, except to call somebody, whoever. Then you use the word provider to bring yourself back to concentration. Yeah. So now you're like, oh my gosh, Josh Allen, I wonder how he's doing. Roethlisberger, I wonder how many points he's got. And then you're like, okay, provider, let's center back. Provider, Lord, you are my provider. How can we celebrate that? Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like bringing it back to an anchor. So you choose an anchor and then you bring it back. I've heard people do this. Mm-hmm. I've tried it. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it doesn't. But it might work for you. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have any any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I have a couple things I, I like to do. And I've learned so much over the past year um, about prayer and sitting in silence. I mean, for me, I'm a very, very go-getter. And like, I have to be like doing something. I could sit still and like hang out with friends. But like, I always have to be around people. I'm very, very jittery. Like, I do not like sitting still. Um, I like talking to people. And I'm just like, da, 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 So um, this was something that I really got to focus on this year. And so for me, prayer wise, um, really taking this whole year just to ask people like, how can I be praying for you? Um, and not just asking, but like genuinely just being like, I want to hear like, what can I be praying for you for that? Like maybe you are not even praying for because you're like, oh, maybe that's a selfish prayer. Like I'm too broken for this and believing the lies of the enemy. Just you telling me like, um, one cool thing I always I always get to meet on Wednesdays with um, you know a couple of guys like Liam, Adam, Reese, and we just like shout out, shout out, yep. But we just literally just start off our meeting. It's never ever really um, like concentrated on something, of course, because I'm not really like an outline person. But we just go like, "How are y'all doing?" And they're like, "Good, good." And I will look at them and I'll just stare at them, and they're like, 
okay because they know by now it's like yeah i've been really struggling in this and like if y'all could pray for me in this and it's like cool let's let's pray um but really genuinely taking that down and uh something i also got to another shout out is connor crawford uh, meeting with him and just like we both would ask each other at the end of these um conversations we have for an hour just like how can i be praying for you and one thing connor got to do this semester when we would meet is he would pull out like um little flashcards and it would have my name on it and it would be a prayer from last week that i asked him to like hey can you pray for me on this and he just continued that card and i'm like that's something cool i want to be doing not to just write down prayers to like make you feel like i'm really caring about you but to genuinely take those cards out at the end of the day or take them out at the end of the week and like just sit there and pray for others rather than myself um so that's something really cool i've been starting to do is is journal um journaling prayers that like i know maybe it's not even people that i ask like going to my friend and just being like well how can i be praying for you but genuinely seeing like they're struggling with this let's pray about it so i write down in my notes then later that night i journal into my journal and so like just going down those it's like oh i forgot i have to pray for so and so about this but i have it written down so like that's something really cool that um i've been diving into which has just been awesome but um, definitely, I, I feel the, the struggle of not being able to concentrate, um, especially sitting in silence. Like I said, like I like to be doing stuff. I'm always thinking like, what's next? I do, yeah, yeah always think of fantasy. I'm like, how am I going to lose this week? Okay, let's see how it is. Yeah. So, um, but just, games, yeah, too. Santi and I are battling it out here for last place in our, in our, uh, well college or the, the well league, I guess it's kind of funny, but just I my, my mind always travels like I could yeah. be doing this instead I'm doing this. It's like, okay, maybe I'll just do this for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I know I just keep looking at my watch like when's this 10 minutes over because I, I got to go. I got to go. Um, and one cool thing I got to talk with Tyler about at our last retreat last year was um, just sitting in silence. And like you said, like you think of a word like provider, provider. But like he's given me this saying that I've used to this day um, whenever it's a time of stress. But at first, before that, he said like, don't think of yourself going in like okay i'm gonna go into the the presence of the lord like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be peaceful like take a few deep breaths and like start then and just like okay god lead me it's like no 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 no. flip that you should go in like like you're going into a storm like okay god this is gonna be like rough but like let's do it bring all my dirt and just confessing it to the lord not that you should come in peace before the lord but come in peace when you're done with the lord when you're finally done with your session of silence and meditation, that's when you come out of silence. But you go in like you're running into a storm. And so that was really hard for me to take in and really difficult to see that side. I'm like, what does he mean by that? And I've kind of finally figured out like I shouldn't prepare myself for peace because maybe this session that I, I so-called a session of silence and meditation, maybe I'm not going to feel peace from it. Maybe I'm going to feel like, man, I, I'm a jerk sometimes like treating friends like this or whatever it is but like that then i get to fulfill that through the lord the lord's gonna be working in me that and that's where i find my peace maybe it's not even like on my time um but that's something really cool and also something cool tyler got to tell me was like it's sort of like a breath prayer but it's a breath meditation and so the one i've been really doing is like you take a deep breath and you're like jesus you are the son of god you just breathe through it and then you just say it in different tones different different speeds just really slowly and i'm just like man that like that right now i'm, I'm like feeling already calm like shoulders just sinking in because it's like that is something that i have to focus on right there is that he is the son of god yep. So like what can't he do what can't he take right now that all the dirt i'm bringing to him so 
that is something I really have to thank Tyler Daniels for because, um, yeah, amazing. yeah, he's awesome. And so that is kind of like my routine of silence, and it's it's been difficult. I mean, I I started off, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do 20 minutes a day, and I'm like this, I'm like three minutes in, and I'm struggling. So it's okay, like you said, to set those expectations of 20 minutes, and I make it five minutes. And it's like, that's five minutes I didn't have yeah, yesterday. That's, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, exactly. And that's so it, it's it's a win. Yeah. Um, and so I think yeah. starting starting it's okay to start like that. You don't have to start like I'm gonna go five minutes today. Like go yeah, twenty. I'm gonna go fast forty days and forty nights. I like water and drink. I'm like water and drink are the same. Water and food, you know. Uh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Just start with candy <laughs> or with Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Seriously though, I I mean it. Instagram. I I felt myself during the break especially right now. And with Nat, we've talked about this multiple times. She's been like, get off your phone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just scrolling over here. It's almost like it's haunting to just sit still. And then you're like, oh, okay, here's all the attention catchers, you know, whatever. Yeah, there's something about just taking a hiatus out of those things. Definitely, definitely. And I think that's a form of, sometimes there's stages where we just have to like get rid of it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know when we went to Thanksgiving, like I, I told all my friends, I'm like, Hey, I'm giving up, I'm giving up Instagram until we have to come back. And I told myself, it's like, I feel like I wouldn't even have Instagram. I think I just have Instagram for the well. So I can just keep posting about college nights and freshman GCs and like events or podcasts, whatever we have. And then over this break, I'm like, man, that was, I was lying to myself and I was believing my own lie mm-hmm. that I only have Instagram because of the well. Like if I didn't work with the well, I would not have Instagram. That was a total lie because I was started to like, man, this was a real problem because I would look on my phone and I'm like, where is it? And I'm like, I deleted it. Like, what am I thinking? You know? So it's like, yeah. at that point, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's deleted and I'm still looking for it. Close my phone, throw it away. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, God, help me, help me, help me. Yeah. Um, Cause it's just something that like, like you said, like really, really just controlled me when I just got bored. I just. But that usually, even, even that freak out lasts seriously three seconds it's one of those things where i found this i mean that's another topic never mind i I had all this rants but it's it's like a a three five second gig where let's say you automatically pick up your phone and then you consciously put it down and then you feel this angst of like oh my gosh i have to do something and then that lasts for three seconds Mm -hmm. just wait and then it kicks in and then you're like i don't need that yeah, yeah. I'm actually able to sit here. Definitely. And I think a question um, for all you students listening or anyone is a cool question to ask yourself and really meditate over. I got to ask myself a few few weeks now, um, just asking like, when I'm bored, what do I turn to? And it's most of the time that's like Instagram or te- texting people or Snapchat, whatever it is. But it's like a lot of the times it's our phones. Um or whatever it is, or maybe it's TV or a Netflix show. I got a, I got a binge watcher, Survivor, dude. Being on the Survivor grind, oh my goodness! But you got to get on that. Um, <laughs> no. uh, but, no. but it's like also the other question is like, what if when I'm bored I seek the Lord? What if when I'm bored I, I just pray? Yeah. I just toss my phone two seats over from the couch where it's like I have to like get up to go and get it, and just sit there and just absolute silence. Close your eyes and just be like, God, you are the Son of God. Jesus, you are the son of God. Um, and just really, really going through that. So, um, that's just really, really cool routine. You can start up. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully it's helpful. So that's all the time we have for today, but, uh, thank you Santi for the advice, the, 
the real. Sorry if it was a little convoluted. I feel like I'm not here tonight. <laughs> no, no, it's it was awesome. Um, so good to to hear how the Lord's working in your lives, how um, both of our lives, and how um, we're just continuing to just pursue the Lord, just like y'all are, students um, that are listening. So, um, just thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode was helpful. Um, I hope it just um, continues to just help you grow and pursue your faith. Um, if you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to be in the loop of what's going down um, during this break. Um, send us an email at the college at thewellabilene.com or you can even follow us on Instagram. Uh, we'll post this podcast there at the Well College. Um, other than that, see y'all next time.